Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey, hey, hey. So happy to be with you today. (laughs) Ah, yes, we are blessed and it is such a good time. It really is such a time of our awakening. And that's what we'll be sharing about today, talking about loving our bodies free of pain and suffering, lack and limitation. So let's get right to it. I'm Jennifer Hadley. And we always begin with a blessing, so let's do that right now. I invite you to take a breath of love and gratitude with me and place your hand on your heart. We place our hand on our heart as we take these simple breaths to remind ourselves that we're wholeheartedly available to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to us and through us in each and every moment of our life of this day, of this hour that we've given ourselves to dedicate to our willingness to know the truth that sets us free. So we consciously partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We're willing to be truly helpful. We're willing to live our purpose which is to be truly helpful. We're willing to release the habits of lack and attack, fear and conflict, and we're willing to follow the guidance of our teacher, that inner guide that is always with us, always leading us and guiding us. So we're accepting and allowing the guidance right now. We're dedicating our time together to healing, to expansion, to clarity, to purification. We're willing to surrender everything that obscures our clear awareness of the truth. We're willing to surrender all the habits and all the beliefs of limitation, lack, attack, blame and shame, regret and resentment, every single way that we hold ourselves and hold the body in limitation and pain and suffering. We're willing to shift our perspective and to see what is true, what has always been true and always will be true, which is that we are designed to be the perfect givers and receivers of love, and we're willing to be that love now and forever. We're grateful and thankful to allow our healing and our expansion, and we're grateful and thankful to share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. We're wholeheartedly willing to dedicate ourselves to being and seeing the love. In gratitude we say simply, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Mm. Yes. So, uh, 
This week in our Living a Course of Miracles free class series, which you can sign up for at livingacourseofmiracles.com, James Twyman is the teacher, and he picked the topic of loving our bodies, loving ourselves, and that's what we'll be talking about this week. And so it's... Um, certainly been on my mind and the Holy Spirit has been teaching me and that's what I got as the topic for our show today and uh, as always the Holy Spirit led me to some amazing quotes in A Course in Miracles and uh, I tell you I just love this teaching so much because Every time I'm working with it, I hear new things, I perceive with more clarity, and uh, lesson, uh, I believe it's uh, lesson 190, talks about pain is a wrong perspective. And so, I've had some uh, low back pain, I, um, I lifted something and got a little... Uh, snarkiness in my back and so I've had a little pain and so I've been working with that pain is a wrong perspective and shifting my perspective and I notice that the pain is not constant it goes and it comes and so that's a helpful learning tool and of course I am not a body I am not a body I am pure spirit and so this is our are waking up, we're remembering that we're not a body, that we are pure spirit. And yet, what's the body for? A Course in Miracles tells us it's our greatest learning tool. So the greatest tools we have in our waking up journey are the body and our relationships. These are the greatest tools, body and relationships. So today we're talking about loving our bodies free of pain and suffering and all the false beliefs, opinions and judgments and maltreatment that we have inflicted upon them. And so fortunately we have a course of miracles to lead us through the haze and the maze and the jungle to the free land. And so let us begin. And don't you know, it begins right in chapter 1 of the text. And chapter 1 of the text is entitled, The Meaning of Miracles. And chapter 5, Wholeness and Spirit, begins like this. The miracle is much like the body in that both are learning aids for facilitating a state in which they become unnecessary. So, We are waking up, we're on a journey of awakening, and we're waking up, which is what the atonement is all about. Course in Miracles tells us that all we're doing here is choosing the atonement for ourselves, and in doing so, we help to liberate all beings, and choosing the atonement is the full recognition that there has been no separation. There is no separation. Separation is completely an illusion, and we know it. That's when we reach the atonement. That is our salvation. And we realize that we're not a body. We are spirit, innocent, and free. And so, the miracle is a shift in our thinking 
and we line up our thinking with the Holy Spirit, with the truth, that's the miracle. And then that shift in thinking to the truth will naturally, easily, and gracefully demonstrate its shift through the expression in the material world, which would be our thinking, our feelings, our emotions, our physical body, and the world of situations and circumstances. So our journey here of living a miraculous life is that we have awarenesses of the truth and we value those awarenesses and we embody them. We embrace them. We take them into our life. I think one of the most wonderful comments I've ever gotten about people who take my year-long Masterful Living class or my seven-week Finding Freedom Boot Camp class is when people say, the difference for me now after doing this work and taking these classes is that I've gone from studying the teachings to living the teachings. And... Now, when I have an aha or an insight, I keep it. It sticks because I'm living the teachings. I'm really welcoming and valuing these insights, these miraculous healings in the mind. Remember, Course in Miracles tells us all healing is at the level of the mind. So through these miraculous healings in my awareness, the purification of my awareness, now... Because I'm interested in the purification, I'm interested in the healing, my ahas are sticky. They stick, and I can remember them. And I know exactly what those folks are talking about, because the same is true for me. It used to be that I would have ahas and insights, and they weren't sticky at all. They, I, I would, wouldn't even be able to remember it, you know, in an hour half an hour, Uh, never mind the next day, the next week, the next month. And so when we're on a path of awakening, we're really on a path of purification. And so that purification assists us in letting go of all the concretized thoughts with, you know, the thoughts that aren't true that seem to have coagulated and become so dense and heavy, they're taking the shape and form of our life. So if you look at any place in your life where you really wish it were different, what you're seeing, what you're experiencing, what you're getting from life is really an outpicturing of your belief system. And so this is an incredibly helpful classroom, this human experience, because whatever we're believing is writ large on the screen of our life so that we cannot escape it. So it used to be when there was some false belief, some pattern of separation that I was working with in my mind that was causing difficulty, challenge, seemed to be causing pain and suffering and all of that. 
that I would want to hide from it. I would want to change things in the world and make things different, thinking that if I could change the situations and the circumstances, that somehow the situation would change. But it just kept recurring and recurring and recurring because I wasn't working at the level of the mind. All healing is at the level of the mind. So the miracle is the healing that happens at the level of the mind. It says here, the miracle is much like the body in that both are learning aids for facilitating a state in which they become unnecessary. So when we've totally accepted the atonement for ourselves and we have awoken from the dream of separation, we no longer feel or believe that we are separate, then we don't even need miracles because our thought system is now wholly aligned with the Holy Spirit. So it says, when Spirit's original state of direct communication is reached, neither the body nor the miracle serves any purpose. We won't even need our bodies. Doesn't mean we won't have them as a vehicle. We can wake up and still stay in the body and walk on the earth as an awakened being, being truly helpful like Jesus did, like Buddha did. It says here in chapter 1, While you believe you are in a body, however, you can choose between loveless and miraculous channels of expression. So those are the choices that we get. Loveless or miraculous channels of expression. So when we're actively aligning our thought system with the Holy Spirit, And how do we do that? We just invite the Holy Spirit into our awareness. Remembering a great prayer to use. That prayer on page 28 in the text. Chapter 2, end of section 5. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So let us be content wherever to be wherever God wishes us to be, to be wherever the Holy Spirit directs us and guides us, knowing that we do not go there alone. In A Course in Miracles, Jesus tells us, and I've done a whole radio show on this, that we're never alone. He is always with us. The angels are always with us. The Holy Spirit is always with us. All we have to do is be willing to tune to that miraculous channel of expression. How do we do that? We just cultivate that willingness. I am here to be truly helpful. I am willing to remember that I am here only to be truly helpful, and that is my entire purpose. Anything less than that 
is loveless. Because there's no middle ground. We're either being truly helpful and living a miraculous life, or we're not being helpful. We're obstructing. We're getting in the way, and we're living a loveless life. And you know what? I bet you, if you're listening to the show, like me, you clearly know the difference between a loveless life and a miraculous life. And we know what it feels like to be tuned to either of those channels of expression. It says here, you can make an empty shell, but you cannot express nothing at all. So we can make the body an empty shell, but we can't express nothing at all. No matter what we're doing all day long, we're going to be expressing something. So the thing is, do you wish to express love or would you like to be the slave of the ego? It's, it's either one. You can be your true self, which is love. Or you can teach what the ego has to teach. It says here, you can wait, delay, paralyze yourself, or reduce your creativity almost to nothing. But you cannot abolish it. You can destroy your medium of communication, which is your body, but not your potential. You did not create yourself. So we can destroy our body, but not our potential, because we did not create ourselves. I find so much comfort in that, that I have this free will choice to be the happy learner, to fulfill my purpose, to teach only love, to be truly helpful. But I also have the free will choice to identify with the body and to be unloving towards the body. So that's what we're going to focus on in the rest of this hour, loving our bodies free of our perception now that we know what the body is for. (laughs) It's for our expression and our learning. Oh, hey, and by the way, like I said, we've got these wonderful classes with James Twyman and myself for free at livingacourseofmiracles.com. In fact, we have 14 more free classes. We had an awesome class with Dove Fishman last week. And coming up, we've got John Mundy, Regina Dawn Akers, and much more. 14 more free classes. All you have to do is register at livingacourseofmiracles.com. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, 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 I'm Jennifer Hadley, so glad to be back with you today. And we're talking about loving our bodies free. Yes. Okay. So the body is a learning tool and it is for our 
healing. Let us use it that way. And we can, we can either treat the body as the perfect healing tool that it is. Uh, or we can think that the body is getting in our way and it's a disappointment and it's a problem and a bother and it's not good enough and we wish it were different. And in those ways, it's a teaching tool of the ego. Yes. And it says in Chapter 1, The Meaning of Miracles, Section 7, which is about the distortions of miracle impulses, it says... The love of God for a little while must still be expressed through one body to another because vision is still so dim. You can use your body best to help you enlarge your perception so you can achieve real vision of which the physical eye is incapable. Learning to do this is the body's only true usefulness. Learning to do this is the body's only true usefulness, is enlarging our perception so that we can achieve real vision. So perception is a filter. Real vision is direct. It's not filtered. So that's what we're going for. <clears throat> the physical eye is incapable of real vision. Only the mind is capable of real vision. So learning to do this, to see with the mind's eye, is the body's only true usefulness. Isn't that interesting? So how do we accomplish this? You know what? It's so simple. Might not be easy, but it's so simple. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, and we declare on a regular preferably daily basis, and say, Holy Spirit, help me to see with the mind's eye. Help me to have real vision. And help me to understand the body's only true usefulness is to help me enlarge my perception so that I can achieve real vision and be truly helpful. And then it actually talks about fantasy. Fantasy is a distorted form of vision. Fantasies of any kind are distortions because they always involve twisting perception into unreality. And then it says actions that stem from distortions, so actions that stem from fantasies, are literally the reactions of those who know not what they do. So I'm going to invite you to really notice and look within right now, giving ourselves this divine opportunity now to look at where do you fantasize in your life? What do you fantasize about? It doesn't really matter. But of course, you'll notice in any and every fantasy Who is the hero in the fantasy? It's about the body. People don't really fantasize about the awakened mind. They don't. 
But we fantasize about fame and fortune. We have sexual fantasies. We even have all kinds of negative fantasies. So people have fantasies of being abused. They have fantasies of arguments. Right? Do you ever do that? I used to do that all the time. Fantasize about arguing with someone. Fantasies about revenge. Getting something over on somebody. All kinds of fantasies. So what they do is they glorify the body because the the body's always the hero of the fantasy, just like the body is the hero of the dream. And so we're moving out of that consciousness so that we can be free, 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 free. And our, our freedom really rests on our willingness to Partner up with the Holy Spirit. So letting the fantasies go, letting that identification with the body go, is it's a journey. It's a journey, and we have to be really mindful. I know I've had to be, and uh, I still see where there are ego pulls that I can let go of. And we all do, and the thing is, is how do we treat them? How do we treat them? Yes, and there are so many body fantasies, and uh, that's one of the things that's talked about in Chapter 2 in a beautiful way. And so it says, uh, remember, um, illness, sickness, is a defense against the truth. So we use the body to defend against the truth in so many ways. And it says in Chapter 2, Section 3, The atonement can only be accepted within you by releasing the inner light, your inner light. So the inner light is there. No matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, that inner light is pre-installed. And it says, since the separation, so since the belief in separation, because separation is not actually real, defenses have been used almost entirely to defend against the atonement and thus maintain the separation. This is generally seen as a need to protect the body. The many body fantasies in which minds engage arise from the distorted belief that the body can be used as a means of attaining atonement. So perceiving the body as a temple is only the first step in correcting this distortion because it alters only part of it. So seeing the body as a temple is a first step in correcting this distorted belief that the body can be used as a means of atonement. So one of the common fantasies and beliefs that human beings have is that if their body were more beautiful, if they were physically more attractive, more fit, more like whatever the current ideal is, that they would be happier, that they would feel 
the, the fantasy that they would feel more free, they would feel more blessed. And if their body were more beautiful, more healthy, more like whatever is the ideal to the ego mind. But that is not the truth. So here is teaching us that the body, perceiving the body as a temple, is a first step in correcting the distortion that the body can be used as a means of a maintaining, I'm sorry, attaining atonement. So let's look at those fantasies that we've all entertained that if, like, I love Regina Donacre. She's one of the Living A Course of Miracles teachers, this series. And uh, she was in the one last fall. And in the one last fall, she was talking in her class about um, cellulite. Okay. And that she has, her body has cellulite. And that that was a mental problem for her. And it bothered her and how she was working with it in her mind. And for me, same thing. Um, I have cellulite. And I had to work with it in my mind as well. And to really realize, you know what? Holding my body in my mind as a temple in which the spirit can be taught. The body is a temple in which, well, the mind can be trained. So the body is for our learning. It's our greatest teaching tool. So instead of thinking that the body is a problem, or the body is preventing me from being happy, the body is a learning tool that can lead to my awakening. That's a very different perspective on the body. So how do we get from the body is a problem and we're trying to fix and change and mold and shape the body or we are torturing the body, berating the body, enslaving the body, harming the body, medicating the body, all these different things. So we can decide, okay, this body, this shell is a temple of learning and healing and awakening. And let me give thanks that that is the holy purpose of the body is to help me to fulfill my purpose, which is to be truly helpful, and to remember that he who sent me will guide me. The body can help me to learn that and to wake up. How amazing is that? So amazing. So, here, back in chapter 2, section 3, the altar of God. So, Uh, Since the separation, defenses have been used almost entirely to defend against the atonement and thus maintain the belief in separation. This is generally seen as a need to protect the body. So when you think about your fantasies, are any of them about protecting the body? When you go through your day, 
are you, when you're arguing with people, if you're defending yourself, where is the body in your thoughts? How are you holding the body in your thoughts? Becoming aware of how you you re-identify with the body all day long, which is re-identifying with the ego. You go doing your spiritual practice, doing your spiritual work, I am not a body, and then you get on the freeway and you're in the traffic and people are making crazy moves and now you're a body again. Your peace is gone because you think you're a body again. We all do it and it is our greatest teaching tool. So, uh, The many body fantasies in which minds engage arise from the distorted belief that the body can be used as a means for attaining atonement. Perceiving the body as a temple is only the first step in correcting this distortion because it offers only part of the correction. It does does recognize seeing the body as a temple, does recognize that atonement in physical terms is impossible. The next step, however, is to realize that a temple, the body, is not a structure at all. Its true holiness lies at the inner altar around which the structure is built. So the altar of God is the name of this section, and the altar of God is the kingdom of God, which is within. So the temple, just like a physical temple, uh, church, uh, a, a temple to God of any kind, does not house God or the Spirit. No, it is a place where we go to recognize the Spirit in our spiritual life, to remind us, and that's exactly what the body is for as well. So, let us recognize that the physical body is a temple built around the altar of the spirit. And let us treat it accordingly. So, for instance, one time I remember um, I was at Agape, which is where my ministerial license comes from, the um, Agape International Spiritual Center in Los Angeles, founded by Michael Beckwith. And... There, there was a tissue, uh, like a used tissue, on the floor. And people, so many people were walking by it. But everyone could see it. People weren't stepping on it. They were stepping around it. But no one was picking it up. So I, I, I saw it. I picked it up. And somebody saw me. And they were like, oh, thanks for doing that. And I said, well, this is my temple. Yeah, of course. This is my temple. I'm responsible for picking up the trash in the temple if I see the trash. And so we can have that same kind of approach and attitude, mindset, about the body temple. And keeping it as a place where our awakening is taking place. Our greatest learning tool. Yes. So, uh, again, you can join us in the Living A Course in Miracles classes, free classes at livingacourseinmiracles.com. They're on right now. 14 more classes, two classes this week, totally free for you. 
I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about A Course in Miracles. We're living the love, and we're walking the talk right here on Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back. Now and then, life is challenging. I may not welcome challenge itself, but I welcome the opportunity to learn from whatever arises, to grow in understanding, to flex my spiritual muscles. Every day is a new day, a fresh start. No situation or circumstance can hold me back. My life is not only about what's happening to me, it's also what's happening through me. The Christ within is my source of unlimited wisdom and creativity. I do my best when I respond to any challenge from my Christ nature, rather than reacting impulsively from my human nature. Every day I pursue what enriches me, enjoying the journey to my goals as much as the destination. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary, topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? <laughs> if I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hello, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about loving our body free. So it says here in Chapter 2, 
the, in section three, the altar of God, paragraph one. The true holiness uh, lies in our inner altar around which the temple, the physical body, is built. The emphasis on beautiful structures is a sign of the fear of atonement and an unwillingness to reach the altar itself. The real beauty of the temple cannot be seen with the physical eye. Spiritual sight, on the other hand, cannot see the structure at all because it is perfect vision. It can, however, see the altar with perfect clarity. For perfect effectiveness, the atonement belongs at the center of the inner altar where it undoes the separation and restores the wholeness of the mind. Before the separation, the mind was invulnerable to fear because fear did not exist. Both the separation and the fear are miscreations that must be undone for the restoration of the temple and for the opening of the altar to receive the atonement. This heals the separation by placing within you the one effective defense against all separation thoughts and making you perfectly invulnerable. So what that's saying to us is that when we place our full attention on atonement, Awakening, being loving, teaching only love, loving the body, loving the temple, that its only purpose is our learning. When we are in a space of love around everything related to the body, that's going to support our waking up and our atonement. And as we are accomplishing that atonement, then we begin to realize that the physical healing that we desire comes with the atonement. So instead of trying to uh, heal the body by using things in the world, let's look at loving our bodies free of the misperceptions that cause the experience of illness. And so, the emphasis on beautiful structures is a sign of the fear of atonement and an unwillingness to reach the altar itself. So, when our focus is on making the body beautiful and attractive, and there's more focus on that, then freeing our mind from the limiting and false beliefs. Then what we're doing is we're increasing our sense of fear and separation. So there is such a strong thought in the human race that having a beautiful body makes your life more free more better. (laughs) And it's so strong that being physically beautiful is better, is good. And 
so much emphasis on making the body beautiful. Think of all the surgeries and all the medications and all the this and the that to make the body more beautiful. And does it really achieve what we'd like it to achieve? No. Because when you think of the people who are so loving and awakening in their minds, their thoughts about the body are nothing but gratitude. Nothing but love and gratitude. They recognize that the body is the temple built around the altar of God. And the focus is on the altar. So moving into that space is moving into the awakened space, where we then see with the mind's eye rather than the body's eye. So how we can quickly move ourselves into that place of atonement is to really realize what the body is for and to begin to pay very close attention to whenever we wish the body were different, whenever we're trying to do things to make the body different. I know that David Hoffmeister and myself, when we were on the retreat in Baja, and you can get those videos of all those teachings, uh, I believe they're still available. You can purchase them, uh, the Baja Retreat live stream videos and audios uh, at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. And um, we were talking about how we both got the guidance from the Holy Spirit <coughs> to eat what we were served and to take no thought about, oh, is this organic? Is this, uh, oh, I'm a vegan, I'm a vegetarian, I don't eat this, I don't eat that. But to recognize that what's being offered to us is being offered with love. And, of course, we can have preferences, but still, to really be mindful, what is your thinking? Because I have seen people who are... um really building a discipline as a spiritual student, get angry and upset because the tea wasn't organic, the apple wasn't organic, and people are eating inorganic foods, or they're eating, you know, sugar, or this or that, or it's not gluten-free. Anything that you allow to disturb your peace is ego identification. And so the body gives us Tools to work with. It is a tool for us to work with 24-7. We do not have to look outside ourselves for our teacher, for the healing, for the learning. It is always with us. It is always operating. There is always something for us to learn from if we are willing. So I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. And that has nothing to do with the look of the body temple. However, you will notice that people who are truly loving, regardless of what their hair or their clothing or their skin or their weight or any of that looks like, they radiate the love that they know that they are. 
I am here to represent him who sent me. So, yes, we can do the things that we enjoy. I enjoy exercising. I enjoy eating. I enjoy all kinds of things related to the body. We are having a sensual experience, and we can enjoy it. But pay attention to all the times you have unloving thoughts about your body, or about the food that's being offered, or other people's bodies, and paying attention to that and making that your living spiritual practice is so transformative. Let's love our bodies free of all the misperceptions, all the judgments, and all the opinions that we've ever inflicted upon them by giving every single one of them to the Holy Spirit. And when they return to our mind, if they do, if they are magnetized into our awareness by our belief systems, and we start to feel agitated or irritated, then we know we can call upon our elder brother Jesus and the angels, we can call the name of God, call upon the Holy Spirit to remember that the body is the temple and the upon the altar is the kingdom that is within, the light that is within that can never be diminished. Let's place our attention where it can be healing. So, let's place our attention right now by placing our hand on our heart and taking this breath of love and gratitude and being so very, very grateful that love is all that there is and love is all that we are. We're loving ourselves free of all the suffering and all the pain, accepting the atonement for ourselves and sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow our healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining with me today. And you know, if you enjoy this radio show, you can always make a contribution to support it at powerofloveministry.net. Powerofloveministry.net. Yes. And join us at livingacourseofmiracles.com for free classes. 14 more free classes this spring. We're loving ourselves free. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.